Welcome back to the Divorce Solutions Podcast, everyone. I'm Jamie West from West Pro Mediation, along with Tracy Miller. She's a veteran lawyer with Miller Law and Mediation. Uh, Tracy, good to have you back again. And uh, here we go again with another another episode of the podcast. And t- I'm looking forward to today's episode because we're talking about stuff that really drives people nuts. And we hope they can come away with some <laughs> solutions today. Well, I think it certainly can, right? I think yeah. it certainly can create a lot of hurdles for people. And as so many things in this type of law, that's exactly what happens. But Yeah, holidays, holidays. Mm. So, oh my goodness, we're separating. Um, everything's changing in our, in our lives. And my goodness, you know, the holiday season's coming or Thanksgiving's coming or the summer holidays are coming. Oh my goodness! What are we going to do about that? And uh, it's obviously a big cause; uh, can be a big cause of stress for people. Where do you start with this when you're advising folks? Well, you know what I what I tell people is it's not a conversation you want to avoid, right? What I what I'm not a proponent of is people going, well, we'll worry about the holidays as they come up, and we'll just deal with talk about one every year when it comes up. Um, I think, you know, you have to have a really high level of communication with your ex to want to be able to do that. And um, you have to want to be in a constant negotiation with your ex to do that, too. And if that's you, uh, more power to you. But I think for a lot of people, it really isn't. And rather than sit down and try and hammer out what the schedule is going to be, some people just try and avoid doing it. And I, th- I just think it's a bad idea. Oh, it definitely is. Avoidance is not an option when it, when it comes to this stuff, because think about the calendar year. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of holidays that come through the year. And when you look back at the history of your marriage or your common law or whatever, certain things begin have begun to establish themselves, traditions and, and things. And, you know, oh, we always go there for thanksgiving we always go to the cottage or we always go to aunt gladys's and now everything's changing and how are we gonna so everything becomes you know something that has to be negotiated and compromised and therefore avoidance just is not an option well you know i think what people need to do at the outset and probably do it separately so you go through it in your own head to figure out how you're going to do this is sit down with a calendar sit down and look at the holidays that are coming up throughout the year. The good thing is, if you can figure out how you're going to divide the holidays with your ex, you probably got half of your parenting schedule done, right? Because when you think of the summer holidays, the chunks of time, like a couple of weeks at Christmas, March break, and all the long weekends and all the holidays during the year, once you can figure out how you see that working, you've got half of your year done, which mm-hmm. is a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. But you literally, and when I'm talking to clients, I normally go through them in my head one at a time, right? I leave Christmas till last because usually that's the most contentious one to deal with, usually. Yeah. Um, and you just start going through and you figure out, is this holiday significant to you? We're going to do take a look at them and you can tell me what you want to do. There's Easter, for example. What is that, a four-day weekend usually? Yeah. What what do you normally do and how are you going to work that? So you and your ex probably are going to have both have time on the weekend. How do you want to work that? Yeah, it's interesting. You said that, you you know, you leave the the Christmas thing Mm -hmm. till till the end. You're right. Uh, If you if you dive right in, sometimes that can sort of set the stage for difficulty with the other dozen or so 
uh, <laughs> items on the agenda. And, and I know yeah. in, in mediation, I like to save Christmas to last too. Uh, well, you start with, you start with the least contentious right. one, right? I mean, that's the trick of the conversation. If there is a trick right. is to try and, you know, you try and do the ones that aren't contentious and leave the contentious ones till the end. Uh, exactly. You know, I try, I tend to start with like things like Victoria day and, you know, stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, it, it it's just, it, again, it always comes down to mindset uh, on these things, too. I, I always encourage clients to think differently. Their lives are different now. So you have to think differently about these things as well. And I'm sure that there's um, a lot of sentiment, sentiment at times tied up in uh, holidays, particularly if um, people have strong religious um, beliefs uh, around things like Christmas and Easter and, and other uh, types of holidays that are connected to various cultures and religions. Okay, that's all understandable, but the reality is this is where it's at. So each party has to kind of change their mindset. And I always say to clients, don't, don't really, don't assume that your kids um, feel the same way you do about mm -hmm. every holiday uh, too. Yeah. That, parents have a tendency to get really sentimental about holidays, even the ones that are somewhat less contentious, like Christmas. Um, well, and I think there's a lot of people that don't want to lose half the time with their kids, right? They just, they don't see a world where I'm going to lose. And, and every situation is different, right? You don't necessarily cut everything down the center. It just depends on your situation, but you need to go through the process of the holidays. And some people look at certain weekends during the year and go, oh, I don't care. I mean, I've had one recently yeah. where the, the guy on the other side said, I don't care about Christmas. Okay, well, then we're going to work off of that. Um, but it, it's, I think there's a fear of how am I going to do Christmas morning without my kids, right? Or what am I going to do if my kids are gone for X number of weeks in the summer? So I think that's kind of the emotional part for people to get Definitely. their head around. And I think that's why in some cases they just avoid, I don't want to do this because I just think this is going to be too difficult. Well, you know, I'll guarantee you it's going to be more difficult a year from now if there's new partners involved that you don't like or you're, you're, there's other issues that come into it and you haven't sat down when you could have at the beginning. That's right, because once it's hammered out and it's and it's on paper and it's legally binding, hopefully in the form of a consent order as opposed to an order that a judge had to make directly, mm -hmm. um, then, you know, everybody's got the rule book. To follow. And I and I think it allows clear. You, I think it allows you to move forward. I think sure it it, uh, it kind of draws the the lines about who know you know what days and what times you're getting. I think your kids will know moving forward how it's going to work, and your family too, right? If your family knows, sorry, you don't have them for Thanksgiving weekend this year. Maybe you're going to make it another weekend, but you know that in advance. That's right, and and I <laughs> I also say to the the one who may be feeling. Um, emotionally uh, disappointed um you know say it's i don't know say it's the parent who doesn't have the kids um christmas morning you yep. know uh this year i would say to them well look at how you, you know look how it can be di different for you 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 know you, you don't have to um you don't have to get up as early <laughs> you know you can uh you can relax and have a cup of coffee <laughs> and or you know I don't know. There's, oh, there's, there's upside to both of it. It's, it's amazing mm -hmm. how many times parents always think of the negative. They always think of the loss part 
But there's well, maybe your kid's going to be quite happy. They're going to have celebrate Christmas two weeks in a row, or they're going to celebrate their birthday exactly. two weekends in a row when they're with you and when they're with your partner, right? Maybe that you can make it so it's not going to be. Um, traumatic for them or your family. And I think some people, there's family issues they want to avoid, right? I don't want to have to tell my parents and that, that we're not coming home Christmas Eve, Christmas day, because they're going to have a meltdown. Like, I think there's so many issues that are floating around, but at the end of the day, they're not going to get any easier because you decide not to deal with it. It's uh, interesting what you brought up there about kids and their perceptions on, on things. I've heard from uh, children in, uh, quote, in, you know, intact families, uh, you know, uh, traditional nuclear families say, you know, I'm jealous of uh, Johnny because he gets to go and have Christmas at his dad's and then he gets to go and have Christmas at his mom's. He ends up getting like twice the number of gifts and, you know, that's like he's got a good thing going. It's quite a racket this guy's got going on. I'm kind of kind of jealous. Um, and, what's, and what's so bad about, you know, if you had to spend Easter weekend, the weekend before, you know, if you want to have a family get That's together right. and, and you figured out you're going to alternate that holiday, why is it such a horrible thing you're going to do it the weekend before one year? I mean, it, it just it What difference be. does it make? Really? Well, you're, you're, yeah, I'm glad you said it that way. I was going <laughs> to No, I, I was going to say that. that. You I, just think, yeah, come on. I, I I've lived it. I I know even in in my family, we we rarely celebrate, for example, our birthdays on the day. We you know, yeah. We might text each other happy birthday, but if we're going to have a celebration, we try to see, okay, how many birthdays are in the same neighborhood here? Let's get everybody around the table and we'll have one big cake with everybody's name on it and we'll do our thing. And and everybody's happy because you're having a celebration. You're having a family get together. And that's what it's really all about. No matter what you call it, you could call it Sunday dinner. You could call it Easter Sunday dinner. You could call it Christmas dinner. You could call it Thanksgiving. It's all the same thing. Well, and I know for the first time this year, my three sons are, they're all in their 20s, but my middle kid um, and the lady that he lives with um, had an opportunity to go, you know, go sit on an island and they were going to do it over, they did do it over Christmas, over, you know, before Christmas Day and right over the Christmas holidays. And that's the first time ever. Did you go nuts as the mother? I did not lose my mind. I did not. I initially kind of A little bit? Well, you know, I looked at it initially and I thought, well, that sucks. Yeah. And then you get a get a hold of yourself. And I mean, I'm not separated, so I can't comment on it. But by the same token, when I'm looking at that, and I said to Rod, I said, I'm not going to make your life miserable. You're an adult. If that's what you want to yeah. do, then we're going to move. Um, we're going to move it to the weekend before, right? And my other two sons and went, yeah, whatever. We're fine with that. And they they really didn't care. And I, and I get if your kid still believes in Santa Claus, that's a different conversation. But right. right. It, yeah, it was just it was as easy as that. Yeah, well, and there you go. And, and I think I think the key from what you said there was you shifted your way of thinking. Yeah. You yeah. shifted your way of thinking. And, and that's what's, that's always what is required in separation situations. You, I, I repeat this to people over and over and over again in my practice. You've got to shift your mindset. Yeah. You, you are not this, you, your mind cannot be, you cannot think the same way you did before separation. You know, there's before S, there's BS, and then there's AS. And (laughs) you just, you have to think differently after the fact. You just do. Or you'll go crazy. And it's like I said in a different podcast, and I don't even, I'm not saying it sarcastically. If you're a right fighter, 
if you're somebody that is so determined, I'm completely inflexible, I have to have that day, my family's always done it on that day, I'm not budging, then there's going to be a cost for that, right? There's going to be a cost if you're going to live and die on that hill yeah. um, and you want to put the time, money, energy, and the stress into it, then that's that's absolutely your option. But I think an awful lot of people don't. Right. So to recap, think about it in advance, work it out in advance on Get a, a calendar. calendar. Get a calendar. Yep. Yep. And then there's nothing left to guess and you're not, and you don't have anticipatory anxiety about Mm -hmm. having the conversation three days from now because Christmas is right there. It's all laid out and it will work much better for everybody. Well, one thing we, we can't negotiate on, uh, on this program is the disclaimer and I'm going to read it this week. Oh, it's your turn. Here we go. The divorce solutions podcast is only a discussion of legal therapeutic, financial and communication issues that can arise in the context of family separation. This podcast is not intended to give you any advice on your personal situation. Every situation is different. You should consult your own lawyer for legal advice on your particular case, and we hope our discussions will make our listeners take a close look at the process options available to them. Nothing discussed on the podcast constitutes individual professional advice specific to the listener's personal circumstances, whether legal, therapeutic, financial, or otherwise. And as we stress every show, you need to get your legal advice from your own lawyer, your own accounting uh, accountant, and uh, therapy from a therapist. And we hope that you can uh, resolve the issues in your situation in a cost-effective, expeditious way that will benefit your family. How'd I do? I give you a 7.8. I'm having yeah. a rough day. You, know? <laughs> a rough day. you gave me an eight last I time. Stumbled. So I had, I had to come in under that. Well, I can't, but, but I actually, yeah, I, I stumbled a little bit there. So I, I, I get it. And that was very nice. I, if it were me judging me, I would have given myself a six, maybe five. Mm-hmm. So you there were very you kind. Thanks for the, there compa- you go. Thanks for the compassion. <laughs> how, how you're, be- you're welcome. <laughs> how do people get a hold of you if they'd like to talk to you about resolving their situation? It's Miller Law and Mediation. You can find me online. And if you want to email me, it's Tracy at Miller-Law.ca. Right. And if you missed that and you want to get a hold of me, it's Jay, it's Jay West <laughs> at divorcecom.ca. And I'll give you Tracy's contact information and you can there you go. get a hold of her that way. And uh, my practice is called West Pro Mediation and Consulting. And uh, thank you for listening to the program. And uh, Tracy, thanks for this. And I know we'll do another one real soon. Take care. Yep. 